This is the Transmission Times. I went on a really long walk with my son earlier in the week and he was just running through the fields and having a really nice time and I was just walking along with him and also having a really nice time and we were just enjoying the countryside and the sunshine in exactly the same way that we would have done on any other June day in a world where COVID doesn't exist. I have a brand new grandson that was born just yesterday and he and his mom and dad are still in the hospital. They only allow one person in the room and if that person left, they would not be able to get back in. So they're a little family getting well connected and I've been lucky enough to be able to see pictures and do a little video chat even though I'd love to be able to put that little one in my arms I don't know when that's going to happen so I spoke several weeks ago about turning 40 in quarantine and actually it turned out to be one of the most meaningful birthdays I've had in many many years I had between 20 and 30 cars full of friends, people I've met over the last few years, colleagues, and people that I grew up with show up at my house and surprise me with a parade. I think there are some hidden blessings to be found in this time at home. I was able to take the time to send a thank you note to each and every person who showed up to celebrate my birthday, and that's something that I never would have had time to do prior to this. I was also really surprised by the reaction that I received. I would say that I received probably 10 thank yous from people actually thanking me for taking the time to send a thank you note. It was really nice to be able to do that and to see how much people miss things like that. Just those small gestures that when we're running around from, you know, soccer practice to work, to the gym, to the grocery store, I think that these things fall by the wayside, and I think that they're missed. It's about 5.30 in the afternoon, and I'm just out on the farm. We've been doing an online ordering system. It's sad not to be able to interact more with our customers, but at least our food is making it onto people's plates. There's been an unprecedented surge in interest in local food. And a lot of farmers feel like they can't keep up and are being innovative with finding new solutions to getting food to people, which is really exciting. And I hope that if there's a silver lining to the pandemic, interest in local food remains. New Zealand has been 23 plus days without a case which has been amazing and this has resulted in us moving down to level one which basically means we are completely back to normal 
with the exception of our borders and voluntary social distancing in place and no gatherings of of over 500. This weekend was quite funny because my brother got comfortable and ready to watch the rugby. It's the first sports match in front of a crowd, I believe, since pre-COVID in the world. I could be wrong with the world thing, but I just know it's definitely a first. And he was just saying how excited he was, how it felt like it was an international match, when in actual fact it was just our regional kind of competition that typically involves Australia and South Africa. And because our borders are closed, we've had to adapt and it is now no longer called the Super 12. But it is now called Super Rugby Aotearoa, which is New Zealand. I'm a widow, I'm a painter, an artist. I live alone with a 15-year-old dog in Freeport, Maine. At first, when we suddenly had to isolate and lock down, it was a shock. A lot of things that I was doing, I, I run a nonprofit, just everything about it kind of came to a sudden halt and I had to figure out what to do next. And it's been three months now and I've devised a life here. At first it was so hard to even adjust to it. I couldn't see how my life would fit into it, but now it is easier. I woke up a couple days ago and thought, well, I don't like this. I really hate it some of the time. I'm uncomfortable with it. I do not like mask land. I have masks and I wear them and I think it's important, but to me it's just still such a dystopian thing to go into a grocery store. And yet I've created a life for myself in this and at my age I probably am going to have to live like this for a while. When this all first started, you know, and we all thought it would be a couple weeks or maybe a month and thought, oh yeah, we'll jump right back into, you know, our yoga practices and our communities and our gatherings and all of that. And now it's sort of like realizing like, oh, I didn't know the last time I did that, that that was going to be the last time I did that. And most of the time we don't know with that, you know, we don't get the chance to sort of cherish that space and that I'm finally starting to admit the loss of and the grief around that of of being like oh this isn't gonna feel the same for I don't know how long I really miss the ability to get in the car and go visit friends and to just leave at least for me part of being happy about living in a city is the ability to leave the city from time to time. And something that I really want to go back to the way it was before was having my grandkids over on the weekends. My husband has some lung issues, so he doesn't feel comfortable with having people over yet. So it's been hard to not have our weekend fun building cardboard forts and experimenting and everything. I've popped by their house to see them, but I want to be able to give my son and his wife a reprieve and get the joy that I have with my grandkids. So I'll be looking forward to that 
freedom again in the future. If I could ask for just one more aspect of normality to come back right now, please, I would love it to be for the libraries to open because I miss going into my local libraries and sitting down and working in those beautiful spaces. I miss that so much and I would love to have that back. If I have to work at the casino, I would really like that to go back to normal. I started back at work this week. And oh, <laughs> I'm working in the middle of a blackjack pit and I have to wear a mask and gloves. Our tables are limited to three players. They have plexiglass shields installed on the table between the dealer and the players. Every time a player gets up to walk away, I have to jump the rope and clean their spot before anybody else can sit in that spot. I have to sanitize the plexiglass, the table, the chair, everything. And all the customers have to wear masks inside the casino. But on these games where the players hold the cards, they have to wear gloves. But they handle the checks or the chips on all of the games and they don't have to wear gloves on any other games. So it makes no sense whatsoever. And that is the one thing that made me realize that this is safety theater. And that's what it is. It's to make people feel safe. Because I really don't see how we can prevent nature from doing what nature wants to do. The thing that I would like most to go back to pre-COVID normal would be the ability to interact with people in a normal way when you see them in the street or in a supermarket to just sort of pass them at a normal distance and say hello or exchange some news or have a little chat without being conscious of how far you are away from them, without doing the little dance of deciding who's going to step off the pavement and all those sorts of things that have become the new version of normal in the way that we interact with other people. Every process of life has to be re-examined. If I want to hand out a flyer with information, I have to let things sit for a little while and put them where they're not going to be handed in close contact or where someone might be able to get one without exposing themselves. And simple actions of communication and interaction with people are so complex now. Everybody wants to go back to normal and I don't. I think the old normal was very bad and maybe the new normal can be a place where 
the world is fairer to all people and not just a few of them and a recognition that we have to move very sharply away from fossil fuels and find other ways of making power maybe a lot less materialistic maybe fewer airplanes flying in the sky in a world where maybe we can all be better at communicating with each other i hope we have a better world at the end of all this as if things aren't bad enough the mountains to the north of my city are burning down and when that started happening i just thought man come on 2020 this is too much just stop it <laughs> but it feels like the burning of the mountains by my home is like an analogy for everything that's happening right now and i know that after a fire that can be almost like a cleansing for the forests even for desert forests clearing away all that underbrush and creating all this food for the soil and the new plant life comes up out of that and it can be a completely new forest in a few years and i just am praying and praying that we come out of it as a rebirth into something better that's my prayer I'd like to say a huge thank you to Gemma, Jacinta, Jennifer, Jean, Joan, another Jennifer, Anna, Brian, Laura, Diane, Karen, and Alicia, whose voices are coming to you from Maine, New Hampshire, New York, California, Washington, D.C., Arizona, the U.K., and New Zealand. The Transmission Times Project is collecting audio diaries from people like you during this pandemic so that we can create an archive to document this moment in history. If you'd like to join the Transmission Times and add your voice and your story to the archive and possibly be on the podcast, we'd love to have you. Please sign up at transmissiontimes.org slash join. That's transmissiontimes.org slash join. I'm Katie Semro. This is the Transmission Times. Lost everything you tried.